So, Pete, what are we talking about today? Zombies. Another one? There's tons of them. It's like they never die. Get it? <laughs> no, they don't, Kev. They just keep on coming. Sometimes it's a new story. Sometimes it's an old story. Sometimes it's the old story over again. Sometimes it's supposedly the old story, but it's completely different. Who knows what we're going to get today? I hope you do. This is kind of your job. What? Welcome to Fearless Films. Fearless Films is a podcast where a horror movie buff, that's me, breaks down scary movies for the scaredy cats. Brains. So they don't have to watch the movie. That's what's on the menu tonight, boys. It's brains. I'm... We're not zombies, Kev. We don't have Looks to... Looks like brains are back on the menu. You're not even talking about the right zombie franchise. Brains. These zombies eat flesh, not brains. We haven't even okay. started the brains zombies. Can we argue that brains are a type of flesh? Or, like, when you say bra- zombies just eat flesh, do they literally just, like, peel the skin off and leave everything else? Because that seems like a waste. No. That's like what we did to the buffalo. The Romero zombies definitely eat everything on the inside, too, but they never clearly eat brains. When do people start eating brains? I should say zombies. They're not people. They're zombies. <laughs> uh, that would be in the 80s, specifically 1985, with the return of the living dead. They already returned. Uh, but not these ones. All right. You know what? I need to really stop trying to make sense of franchises and lore because there is none, and everybody's just making this shit up as they go. Bro, you thought Texas Chainsaw was confusing. Um, the, the Living Dead is a, it's a, it's its own fucking genre at this point. Like, there's zombie horror movies, and then there's of the Living Dead zombie horror movies. <laughs> so. What are we talking about specifically today? We are talking about the 1990 remake of the 1968 classic, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Wow. Okay, that's. Qu- I hope that whole thing wasn't on the title card, because that's a long-ass title. It's The poster's just words, Kev. <laughs> There's not even an image. There's no room for it. <laughs> it's just a script. So... This is an old new remake, because 1990s is still, what, 30 years ago? Oh, don't say that. Oh, I don't want to think about it. 90, the 90s was 10 years ago, Pete. Yeah, of Let's course it was. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's always been and it always will be. So Romero had a lot to do with this or no? He was the driving force behind it, but the the director for this one was Tom Savini, who we've mentioned a lot. He's like one of the most well-known special effects guys in the business. And he was a personal friend of George Romero and Romero picked him specifically to be the director of this film. And it was his directorial debut. Wow. So this sounds like one of those, instead of the producers just being like, let's make money off of this. They, this sounds like really much like the original creator of this movie was like, let's do this thing better and newer. It's an interesting story that we'll talk about at, on the back half, Kev. But yeah, it's very much Romero was trying to avoid a studio-run, shallow remake. Uh, but in the process, the studio did meddle its fair share. So, you know. I mean, when do they not? Yeah, you win some, you lose some. 
All right, so let's talk about this movie. What is going on here, and how does it happen? Okay, how well do you remember the original? There were zombies. Thanks, you're the best. Was there? Was this where the the lady, the brother, died randomly in the middle of the parking lot or something? The, in the very beginning, solution? in in the very beginning, in the cemetery, the it's a brother and sister, and the brother just fucking bites it immediately. And the sister doesn't really do anything for the entire rest of the movie. Yeah, she's basically catatonic while a surprise for the '60s, a black man leads the show. But like everybody was pretty much an asshat to this black man, if I remember correctly. That is correct. All right, so I am. This is coming back to me. Yeah, now. they're coming to get you, Barbara. That shit, you know. Sure. So very similarly to the original, we open with the brother and sister. Uh, they're driving to the cemetery this time to visit the grave of their mother. In the original, it's the grave of their father. Whoa, big changes here. This was very important. Hold, it needed let to me change. Take, let me take notes. I gotta. Whew. Nobody would have bought this in the 60s, but these, you know, modern times of the 90s, it all made sense. (laughs) So, same thing, you know, the brother, Johnny, is, like, just spooking out his sister and being a jerk, as siblings are, you know, to do. And during their visit, they see, like, there's a great fake-out. So, for people who've seen the original, like, he sees the dude stumbling towards them, and he's like, oh, he's gonna get you, Barbara. And she's like, shut up, he'll hear you. And then the dude attacks him because he's a zombie. In this one, there's a dude shuffling towards them, and Johnny's joking, and Barbara's like, shut up. And then the dude walks up to him and is like, I, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, what? And he's, like, bleeding from the head, and he looks really, like, he's in shock. And they're like, hey, mister, can we help you? Because he starts walking away again. And then a fucking zombie pops out from screen left and jumps on Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's not a zombie, but maybe he might be a zombie. Just kidding, fuck you! Pretty much, it's awesome. So, another, like, immediately from the get-go, we've got a very different type of Barbara in this film. Because the the zombie, like... Does she do things? It pushes Johnny out of the way for some reason, instead of trying to eat him. And just jumps on Barbara and is trying to eat her. And she's, like, kicking it and fighting back. She picks up, like, one of those, like, flower displays that's on, like, a spiked stand. So you stick it into the grass. And she's, like, stabbing at the zombie. (laughs) Barbara ain't taking no shit this time. No. I mean, she is screaming a lot because this is a terrifying situation. But, I mean, I think I would be screaming a lot, too. Probably in a higher pitch than Barbara. So Very possibly. I can't blame her. And very similar to the original, Johnny tries to help. He's trying to fight off this attacker. And him and the attacker stumble... And Johnny cracks his head on a tombstone and dies instantly. That was how Johnny died the first time, right? Yeah. Except in this one, it is the most obvious mannequin you have ever seen hitting <laughs> Wait, that are tombstone. S- are you saying the special effects are worse in this version? Only in this instance. Like, his head hits the tombstone and it's, it, the rubber head just collapses completely. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that that was a planned homage saying, yeah, the 60s were really bad at special effects like this. Isn't this funny? <laughs> Possibly. They did. <laughs> I read in my research, Tom Savini purposely didn't want to make this like a splatter fest, which is what he was known for. He's worked on a lot of slasher films as yeah. a sort of respectful homage to the original. So, because that wasn't really a splatter fest either. No, there's a few disturbing scenes, but mostly it's, you know, it's they didn't have a budget, so it couldn't be anyway. 
Yeah, wait a second. Hold on. I'm I have qualms. Okay. Tom Savini. Yeah. Legendary special effects guru. Yep. And you're saying that one of the first things that you have any sort of qualms with is the fact that this special effect is so bad. Yes. Okay. Listen. Did he decide that he wasn't going to be a part of the thing that he was really good at before now? It's like, you know what? I'm directing now. I don't have to touch any special effects ever again. Nobody gets a perfect score, Kev. All right? <laughs> and I'm not the only one. You you go in horror circles, and this is a notorious instance of, wow, that looked bad. <laughs> like, I expect, like, oh, okay, the guy was into special effects. The directing... Not top-notch. Maybe the script, maybe not great. But to have you be like, guys, the special effects on this one was just bad. Just the one instance. Everything else looks great, all right? It's fine. So anyway, Barbara escapes from... Well, she starts escaping from the cemetery. She gets in the car, but, like, is attacked. Once again, Romero zombies showing more intelligence than other zombies because one of them picks up a rock and smashes the window to get to her. Oh. Yeah. So she, like, flies backwards down a hill and crashes the car into a tree, so she has to run on foot immediately. And just like the original, she shortly comes across a big house in the middle of the woods and runs inside for shelter, but encounters a couple more zombies because, of course. And a guy who makes chairs out of bones. No, wrong house. That was in Texas. This is Pennsylvania. That was the other house. Yeah. (laughs) That house was the last house on the left. Um, incorrect. You don't even have the right director. Come on, Kev, get it together. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be a guru in this thing. I can say wrong things all the time. Oh, you do. You do. So she's fighting off these two zombies that are in this house when a man named Ben shows up and helps her finish them off. And Ben Yay! is, you know, he's the leading black man, like in the original, this time played by Tony Todd, legendary horror actor. This was his first horror film. I'm really glad they didn't, like, switch him out for a white guy in this remake. That would have gone poorly. You don't think so? <laughs> but, Kev, you know Tony Todd. Uh, he's, you know, Candyman. You know. Of course. It's Candyman. <laughs> no, I know I've what kind of... i seen or heard about that movie. I know what kind of nerd you are. Deep Space Nine, adult Jake Sisko in that one episode. Wow. You think I'm that deep into the <laughs> Star Trek franchise? Listen, I know you and I know your brother. You've definitely heard about it. <laughs> so anyway, much like in the first movie, he's like, he's like, is this your house? Do you live here? What's going on? And she's just, you know, stuttering and in shock because anyone would be at this point. But finally, they start talking and they both don't know what's going on. Just all of a sudden, crazy people started trying to eat other people. Just like you do, you know. And very shortly, they discover there are other survivors in this house who are hiding in the basement. And just like in the original movie, we've got a married couple, the Coopers. Who suck. Well, yeah, the husband sucks. He's a selfish and argumentative dickhead. His wife is more logical, but she's kind of, she kind of just, you know, he takes charge and doesn't let her have a say. And they have a daughter who's who they say is hurt and recuperating in the basement. And you don't even see <coughs> zombie. Her. Yeah, they do admit she was bit by somebody. But since nobody knows what's going on yet, it's not a concern. And then you have the the younger couple, 
the two teenagers, Tom and Judy Rose, because he only refers to his girlfriend as Judy Rose. <laughs> Fucking. I hope it's in that tone of voice, they're, too. They're very much bumpkins. It's, it's the <laughs> Pennsylvania rural area, so. Uh, <laughs> so they're like, they come up and they're like, you know, we all, nobody lives here. Well, uh, Tom says, this is my cousin's house, and that was one of the two zombies that they were taking out earlier. But everyone just sort oh, of. Free house, guys. Nice. Yeah. Everyone just sort of ended up here. They they boarded up, and now the arguing begins because Tom's like, or I mean, Harry Cooper's like, what's all just board up in the basement until help arrives. Nothing could possibly go wrong. And Ben, the logical one, is like, no, 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 we need exits. We should board up the windows and doors and stay here or on the second floor so that we can escape out a window if we need to. And the heads immediately start budding, you know? I love Romero because the, 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 um, the mall one was also a Romero one, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love Romero ones because he's like, Hey, there's some zombies here, but mostly this is like Thanksgiving at your (laughs) in-laws. Everybody's just going to be upset and awkwardly arguing with one another. Very much. Go. Now, a great change from the original, uh, and this is where it really picks up for the Barbara character. She contributes to the conversation in this version. Ooh, she gets a script? Yeah. So she looks out the window, and you, of all people, are going to fucking love this, Kev. She observes the shuffling pace of the zombies and says, Why don't we just leave on foot and try (laughs) to find other people? There's literally no way the zombies could catch us. Nice. Girl after my own heart. Absolutely. And they're very much old school style zombies where they're just struggling to move at a slow pace. And she's like, there's three of them outside right now. Let's just go and find help. Now, this um, th- this remake happened after, I'm assuming, there were zombie movies where there were faster, no. stronger, better zombies, right? No, this is still before the new wave zombies that could run. In the 90s? Yeah, that didn't happen until the 2000s, Kev. Damn. I was unaware. Yeah, so there's... Okay. I mean... I thought they were maybe making a joke being like, guys, like, it's ridiculous, but like... You know, that's how these Romero zombies were. No, I mean, it, it, it is somebody making fun of the thing that is still the norm right now and being like, why don't we just run? They can't. Can we just, can we just go? <laughs> Have you guys thought about just going? <laughs> but of course, the two arguing men completely drown her out and are like, no, no, no. We're either going to stay in the basement or we're going to board up the doors and windows. There's no in-between. So uh, it ends with the Coopers retreating to the basement and everyone else stays on the first floor and begins boarding up doors and windows in a very tense scene where the the hammering of nails attracts more zombies because, of course, it does. It's loud noise. So it's like they'll be boarding up a door and the zombies are trying to push it open and they'll finish. And as they're running to the next one, the zombies start trying to push that one open and they'll start boarding that up. And it's Ugh. almost comical in the series of events where they're just going from... It's like whack-a-mole over here. Yeah. <laughs> but they successfully board up all the entrances to the house, but now there's a crowd of zombies surrounding the exterior. Just light them on fire. Um, well... Bodies burn, right? Something like that sort of happens. So the group devises a plan. Uh, Ben has a truck, which is right outside, but it's out of gas. Why is it? Why is everything out of gas in these movies? Because they didn't have cell phones yet to use as that excuse. 
<laughs> but there is, uh, Tom knows that nearby, like within a jog's distance, is a fuel pump at a fuel station. So it's like, if we can just get the truck there, it's literally right down the road, we can fuel it up, come back and pick everyone up, and we're good. So they search the bodies of Tom's cousin, the zombies who live in this house, because he's supposed to have the keys to the fuel pump. And they grab a set of keys and they're like, I think this is it, let's go for it. So it's decided that Ben is going to go because it's his plan, his truck, he's volunteering to put himself in danger. Tom's like, I'll back you up, you know, I'm young and fit, I can help. And then Judy, Judy Rose, is like, I can drive the truck, I'll, you know, I've been driving trucks my whole life. I'll, I'll be the driver, you two handle the dangerous stuff. And Ben's a little reluctant to let the two younger people help him, but he's like, whatever, let's do it. And he trusts Barbara to stay behind and guard the house because she's level-headed, unlike the Coopers. Yeah, and he's known her for so long. They're like fast friends, so. Well, I mean, I am, gl- I'm, you know, I'm brushing past stuff, but the course of, it's nightfall now. Like a whole day has gone by of them boarding up the house and getting to know each other. I don't know how they're going to get to the truck. Didn't you say there's a whole, like, Aerosmith concert worth of people out there? <laughs> Not quite that much. But just like in the f- original movie, they, they get the sense that the zombies are wary of fire. So they, they make a makeshift torch and Ben's swinging it around like crazy and spooking them off. One of them, ah. he just fucking lights on fire and a very just... impressive burn stunt. But, uh, yeah, they, they clear a space so they can get to the truck. Oh, so what you're saying is fire bad. Fire bad. Okay. Scary. They also have a gun. <laughs> like, there was a rifle in the house that Barbara becomes quite proficient at. She uses it a lot. Man, they are really up in the Barbara badass factor here. I'm shit you not, Kev, by a certain... Like, I think about this point in the movie, she they find, like, an ammo belt for the rifle, and she has it strapped across her, like, diagonally across her chest like Rambo. Nice. And she's, That's the type. She's got like the Rambo ammo belt. She's wearing like a uh, like a tank top, like John McClane. Like she's a fucking <laughs> badass. So unfortunately, much like the original film, they get to the they barely get to the fuel pumps. Like Ben ends up the 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 road is un. What's the word I'm looking for? They hit a few Travelable? bumps. Yeah, they hit a few bumps along the road, and Ben falls out of the back of the truck. But he he starts running to catch up. They get to the fuel pumps, and Tom... That's a hilarious mental image. Oh, yeah. Tom's struggling with the keys, and he's like, none of these are the right key. So, intelligent person that he is, he picks up Mm. his shotgun, Mm. points it at the lock that's on the fuel pump, Mm. and he shoots it. Mm. And then him and Judy Rose die in a large explosion, and the truck as well. Weird. Weird that that would be the case. Isn't that, you know, yeah. It's, I feel like it's a little less silly in the original where, like, I believe it's the fuel pump itself, like, falls out and gas starts spraying everywhere and the fire's a little yeah. more accidental and not like, what a fucking idiot move to shoot a fuel pump with a shotgun. <laughs> I mean, at least they didn't have a gasoline fight in the middle of the, hall, of the movie. Fair, fair. Not quite Zoolander, I agree. That's the one step below them but they're like the next level up yeah so ben in his dismay and shock has to retreat back to the house minus a vehicle and two survivors all right so we've got um zombie movie has been going on for how long now um this is about the halfway point of the movie halfway through the movie there have been three deaths right 
yes, yes. Zombies claim zero of them. Well, I mean, yeah, I see where you're going with Johnny. <laughs> the zombie didn't kill him. The fall did. He could have tripped on a root, and the same thing would have happened. All right, so fine. Yeah, you're right, Kev. Zombies zero, humans zero. It's a tie game. Anyone could win. Nature has is the winner here so far. <laughs> Chaos theory reigns supreme. Mother Earth is like, you've been polluting for too long. No, that's that's a different movie. That's a Shyamalan film. I'm sorry. That's I will not speak of that movie. All right, so we've got a bunch of deaths that have nothing to do with the zombies. The zombies are just a backdrop for this movie. So we're going to take a break and uh, maybe give the movie a little bit of time to figure out what the hell it wants to do with the, the rest of the victims here. Probably kill them. Yeah, but like not the way you'd think not with zombies uh fair yeah all right so let's talk about the rest of the month what are we uh what are we up to pete we've got two more weeks in this month kev so that means two more remakes to talk about yay don't worry i mean it's all uphill from here because they're good remakes oh wasn't this a good remake it was and we're gonna get into more of that at the end of the episode but i'm talking legendary status for their the the final one this month isn't that a a production house for horror movies legendary pictures yeah i I don't know if they just do horror movies they do movies they do movies guys you heard it here first folks listen you didn't know Oh yeah, but I'm professed not to know. I've I've been hiding behind my I don't I'm clueless for well over a year now, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been longer than that, Kev. Oh. Zing. I see what you're getting at. I gotcha. You make me sad. <laughs> but no, uh next week we're gonna be talking about the Evil Dead remake, which I'm As a big fan to of. The very nice and personable dead. Uh no, they're not. They're not nice at all. They're quite mean. And I heard they're even meaner in this version. Oh my god, yeah. Do you enjoy getting pinned down on the floor and having somebody vomit blood all over your face? Usually, but like on the weekends. Well, this is the thing. Maybe you will like this movie then. (laughs) Uh, But after that, we're going to be talking about the 80s version of The Fly starring Jeff Goldblum. Which I am not looking forward to that because I hear it's just gross. It is the epitome of body horror. Just picture weird things happening to your body and you can't do anything to stop it. I hate that. I love it. That's a different type of horror altogether and I am not here for that. Yeah, it makes you all squirmy. (sighs) Well, we've got two of those left for the month of May and then we'll be going on to whatever happens after May. That's a month, I think. Uh, June, my birth month. So I'm probably going to be picking one of my personal favorites for one of the options because I just like to treat myself haven't we already haven't you already forced all of your favorite movies on me by this point oh no kev there's more to come oh all right well we've got that and three more we're gonna see whatever horror fest that pete gets to throw at me and then we've got three more after that if you guys have any suggestions or 
you want to know what's happening in more detail or anything like that, just follow us on Fearless Film Pod on Twitter. We have an Instagram account, Fearless Films Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook at Fearless Films Podcast. Uh, we are in all the places that major podcasts are uh, sent out to everybody, so feel free to leave a review or a like or something so that we can get those sweet, sweet internet points. That's all we care about and live for nowadays. Right, Pete? Points, points, points. That's literally all he does when we're not recording this podcast, is he just chants that all the time. It makes me not well-liked at work. He he has lost many friends, his wife's leaving him, it's a really sad story. So please get Pete his internet points. Points! Alright, let's go back into this movie so we can talk about something other than points. Zombies! 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 That's better. All right, Pete. Point blank range, this guy shot with a shotgun into a fuel cell, right? Yep. Was the fuel tank full? Uh, presumably, because they were going to use it to refuel their truck. Because during our break, I did a little bit of sleuthing, and I don't think that actually is scientifically sound. I mean, yeah, I don't think... If the... you shoot a gas tank... Unless the bullet has already ignited due to air friction so that it's been traveling for a good distance, there's no reason for it to blow up or ignite any of the gas. Oh, that's where you're going with that. I was going <laughs> to go with, I don't think the gas is in the the module itself. Oh, that's very true as well. I think it's in a tank underground and it comes up through a tube. Although <laughs> I, I think you could probably argue that the tube goes down into the tank so like if you catch one of it it goes all the way down through the tube into the other i thing. mean for sure but also yeah, if yeah. it's air t- if it's airtight down there which you'd assume it's a pressure-based tube system there's no way for the oxygen to get down there so again again let's just talk we need to find whoever made this movie and, and really bring up the scientific uh, fallacies that he's exploiting here to make this movie anything sort of like Good. Yeah, Kevin. I don't think it's gonna work. Kevin, I don't think anyone cares. I think there's a very large group of people on the internet that you could find that would be very upset about it. Mostly because I think you could find a very large group on the internet that can be upset about pretty much anything. That's just a given fact at this point. I'm probably gonna start a, a subreddit. I think that's the latest and greatest way to get groups of people into a cult-like situation and say gas tanks don't explode, and just have an entire like subculture about how gas tanks don't explode. Twenty bucks says that that is already a thing. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a world we live in. Let's talk about the movie. Gladly. So Ben returns to the house, and this is the turning point in the movie when everything just falls into chaos. Cause. Things weren't fucked up enough already. Uh, no. Didn't they, like, not let him in in the original movie? Uh, very much the same thing here. It's, like, a minute before they let him back in because Cooper has locked all the doors again and Ben's just like, uh, I'm back. Could I please enter the house again? Nope. Uh, but he does eventually... Prove to me you do not hunger for flesh. <laughs> eventually he gets in, but in the meantime... Harry has wrestled the gun away from Barbara, so now he has the rifle. That's safe. I'm not um, fully on board with who's who here. Uh, I know Barbara's the badass from the beginning, and Ben's the main character. I don't care about the couple anymore because they went bye-bye. Um, Harry's there's the a asshole. Shitty... Okay, Harry's the asshole of the couple. Yeah, the married couple, yeah. 
who's the other one? His wife, who is currently, while all this is happening, downstairs when her daughter fully turns into a zombie and kills her mom. Oh, well, that's sad. In a cute nod to the original, because in the original, once again, tool-wielding zombies, the mom is killed by the daughter when she stabs her to death with a trowel. In this one... The daughter bites the mother on the neck, and then the camera cuts to, like, the wall where all these tools are hanging, and the blood specifically splatters all over a trowel. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great homage. Uh, I personally wouldn't use the term cute, you psychopath, but it is definitely a nice homage to the original. Don't act like you're surprised by me anymore. <laughs> So yeah, mom's dead, the daughter has feasted, she wakes her way upstairs, where, you know, everyone's like, Cooper, shoot her, she's not your daughter anymore, and he's like, I can't, and so a- uh, <laughs> Maybe fuck- you should give the gun to somebody who fucking can, like Barbara, who would have done it in a New York minute. Well, lucky for them, during all this scuffling, another zombie had gotten in the house, but they quickly killed it, and it was a cop. So Barbara grabs the pistol from the zombie, shoots the little girl zombie dead, which ensu- which starts a shootout between Barbara and Ben versus Harry because he just starts unloading on them when they kill his daughter. And it's, there's only the three of them left, right? At this point, yeah, it's just the, these three. How does it... Um... How does that differ, the the final, like, the, that climactic moment? I can't remember it in the original. In the original, the... They don't start fighting each other to that degree it's like the daughter kills the mom and then if i remember correctly kills the dad as well okay and then both the the family yeah like they just go out in the in the chaos because the zombies start crashing through at that point and that's when barbara and the original gets killed as well the crowd just takes her yeah so but in this one so what happens is they have a shootout ben gets gravely injured harry gets injured Harry ends up retreating upstairs and goes and hides in the attic, and he pulls the fucking ladder up so no one can join him. Because Harry's a giant asshole. Correct. I mean, he's at least staying true to form, you know? Yeah. Ben, meanwhile, gets separated from Barbara, and he ends up having- he gets chased by the zombies who break in at this point, and he ends up getting trapped in the cellar, ironically enough, the one place he said they shouldn't hide. (laughs) <laughs> and he basically just holds himself up in there and finds a radio and is just listening to, like, the broadcast of what's going on outside. Well, he basically just waits to die. Nice. I mean, like, you gotta entertain yourself as you're waiting for your demise. Yeah, and the great traumatic Greek tragedy of it all is when he's down there, guess what he finds? A gun. Nope. The key to the gas pump. Oh. It was in the basement, labeled gas pump, just hanging on a place where you would think to look for keys. That probably wasn't it. But because the Coopers... That's probably a red herring. But because the Coopers had dominance over the basement and didn't want to help anyone else's plans, it went completely unnoticed. Is this movie just, like, a big, like, reference to the fact that, you know, older white people ruin society? Uh, it's mostly just the the old trope of, you know, when people don't work together, everything blows up. Yeah, but it's one specific group here. I'm just <laughs> saying, maybe this is a lot more politically minded than we thought. Maybe they're like, they were really in the 2020s mindset. 
way back in the 1990s. Like, for example, when the when the zombie cop came in, did he only go after Ben? Because, like, that would also line up with a lot of the issues people have with society today. You know, I really want to shut down your stupid joke here, but yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he went straight for the... Yeah, see... You know, this this movie was ahead of its time. <laughs> All right, that's enough of you. So we're at the end of the film here, the final, like, you know, five, ten minutes, and this is where it super diverges from the original. So Ben's trapped in the basement, Barbara gets out of the house, and guess what, Kev? Just starts shooting the hell out of zombies. No, she's very conservative with her ammo. She just starts out walking the zombies and gets away (laughs) from them completely unharmed. She just power walks her way to freedom. Yes, she just, she gets through the crowd, she pushes her way out, and then just walks between them. Because they're not fast enough to grab her. Once again... If if anybody made any sort of common sense about zombie movies, they would have been these these would have been boring ass movies because people would just be it'd just be an entire movie of people walking slightly faster than normal around the city block. Well, here's where it gets uh, interesting. So she wanders through the darkness of the night and ends up in a clever twist uh payback to the original film almost gets shot because a bunch of hunters think she is a zombie until she starts talking and they take her to safety and she wakes up in this like camp that's been set up that's just full of fucking um, zombies no hillbillies oh. who are having just a rare and good time taking out zombies because you know this is a logical movie and if you have at least a few guns and a group of people, zombies aren't a problem. No, it's just hunting season. Yeah, and she's, like, walking around watching how all these fucking, like, good old boy hillbillies have basically turned this into a fucking weekend retreat. Because they're, like, they have, like, a pit set up where a dude is, like, fist fighting a zombie. They have, <laughs> like... What? They have barbecue set up with, like, beer coolers and shit. People are just, like, hanging out, just like, oh, this is a safe zone. Let's just have fun and fucking relax. Um, the sheriff- I feel like the fist fighting's a really bad idea, because oh, you get one weird, one little slip-up, and suddenly you got a zombie. I mean, there's plenty of people with guns around to take care of that, Kev. I guess that's true. And in a- in a moment that was excised from the original film, like they wanted to do it, but they thought it would be a little too hot at the time. There's a shot of a bunch of these people lynching three zombies, like hanging them by nooses, pulling them up in a tree and then just fucking emptying guns at them for fun. Like not trying to kill them, just shooting at them because it's fun and they're releasing stress. I mean, that is a little bit uh, problematic uh, depending upon the, you know, race and ethnicity of the zombies they're doing. Yeah, it's the, the shot is from so far away that you can't really tell. It's just, you just see a bunch of people, like, pulling them up and then just shooting at them, and it's it's yep. troubling regardless. <laughs> but yeah, like, Barbara is just watching all this, and she kind of says under her breath, she's like, it's we're all the same, they're us and we're them. And a couple of hillbillies are like, what'd you say? And she's like, nothing, don't worry about it. <laughs> so she she's like, I, she asked to go on an expedition and she goes with a group of people who are clearing out the house that she just escaped from the night before. So she goes in, they open up the basement and zombie Ben comes crawling out and, you know, he's like reaching to them and they shoot the, the two guys she's with shoot Ben down because, you know, they don't know him. 
so they don't even hesitate. And then, this is my favorite part of this remake. She's wandering, she's checking the rest of the house by herself, and fucking Harry comes down from upstairs, and he's like, thank God, you came back for me! And she just shoots him in the face. Oh, damn. She just doesn't even hesitate, doesn't say anything to him, just lifts her gun and fires right in his head. Damn. Yeah. Now, wait, did, uh... Ben die in the original? He did. He got shot by the police and the posse when they show up the next day because they see him from a distance and think he's a zombie. Right. So in this one, he still dies, but, like, he's actually a zombie at this point. Correct. Which I guess holding himself up in the basement didn't work? Well, he'd, he'd been injured. And in the oh, remember in the okay. Romero universe, if you ju- just dying, you're gonna become a zombie. Yeah, yeah, it's the you know the recently dead all rise for unknown reasons because they feel like it. Yeah, and so the end of the movie is just Barbara staring, you know, shell shocked and traumatized at the big pile of bodies burning in a fire as we cut to credits. But, but Barbara died in the original and made it out this time, so yeah. there's at least some level of like redemption or, or, or betterness to the end of this one. Yeah, there's a glimmer of hope there. A logical person survives to the end and makes it out. You know, there's something. And the only people who died in this movie were either betrayed by idiots or were idiots themselves. Yeah, yeah. So how did the movie... What do you think of the movie? What did, what did you think about this remake version of this movie? All right, so this was the first time I'd ever watched this particular uh, remake. Interesting. It's such an iconic movie. You'd think that you would have picked it up when uh, it first came out. Well, I mean, Kev, I was three when this first came out. Okay, you know what I mean. (laughs) No, it had just always gone under my radar. Like, I knew there was a remake of Night of the Living Dead, but it's just something I never got around to seeing. But you saw the original. Yes, yes, I have. Because you had to educate yourself at some point. You had to watch the classics. Yes, of course. Nobody's really interested in the remake of A Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, you just saying that because there's a... Oh, no, what's coming out soon? A West Side Story remake? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. We should totally go see that. Never. Although, listen, I've heard good things about it. Uh, I mean, there's one redeeming point about it. They actually have a woman of color playing <laughs> the woman of color in the movie. So that's real nice. You know, that's, that's good. I'm glad that that's <laughs> happening now. <laughs> good when basic logic prevails uh, <laughs> but no this movie i enjoyed a lot i thought this was very good this was the kind of remake i like where it's familiar enough but they put a few nice twists into it to keep you guessing homages. yeah some good homages but some good new stuff but it's recognizably you know based on the original unfortunately at the time when it came out it was destroyed by critics. Really? And I have to say, sadly, for the wrong reasons. So let's get into what I mentioned at the top. The behind the scenes of this movie are just as interesting as the movie itself. So Romero, because of all the, the problems with the original film, he never owned the rights to the original film. It's, it's an open thing. Anyone can use that movie for anything. Wow. All right. Yeah. You guys want to make a fanfic movie? Uh, no. <laughs> so, eventually when it came, like, there was talks going around, like, oh, that you know, maybe we should remake that. You know, that's a thing we can do. And he's like, I don't want anyone remaking this movie just to make some money. Like, making a shallow, stupid remake. 
So yeah. he jumped on the initiative and was like, I will get this going and be a producer on the remake of my own movie and hopefully salvage something out of this. And like I said, he got his close friend, Tom Zavini. He's like, I want you to direct. You know, we've known each other for years. I, I trust you to do this and it'll be your first movie directing. So it'll be good experience for you. With you directing, none of the special effects will be bad. Okay, Not shut a up. one. <laughs> so unfortunately, this is where the studio meddling came in, because the studio still had to produce it. And according to Savini in interviews, he described directing this movie as the worst nightmare of my life. Quote. Wow. He said, okay. he has said that only about 40% of his own ideas made it into the final film. And they were all Barber related. Without Romero wasn't on set, and so without his clout backing him up, Savini could barely win any disagreements with the producers. Because it was his first movie, they're like, "You don't know what you're talking about." Exactly. Yeah, they're like, "You don't. You've never done this. What? What do you know?" And it's like, "I've only just been working on some of the greatest horror movies for the past, you know, ten, fifteen years." But what do I know? Uh, <laughs> Well, he apparently doesn't know how to make a body hit a gravestone. Oh my god. Let Cut the man some slack, Kev. He's a legend. So yeah. Legends um, don't make rookie mistakes, Pete! But here's the funny thing. Like, and then, so critics, at the time when this movie came out, are, all they were saying was like, you know, this is a shallow remake and Romero just wanted to make a buck. And it's like, no! That's the opposite of what they were trying to do here. Romero doesn't need bucks! <laughs> Romero wants to make social commentary a la 2020 in the 90s. But then deny that that's what he was trying to do at all. <laughs> but thankfully, as years went by, fans brought this movie back to life and were like, no, this is a good remake, and it, it has a lot of interesting stuff going on in it and a lot of good changes from the original, and it deserves its respect. And it's and regarded... as a stone-cold badass. It's regarded much more uh, highly today than it did when it first came out. Unfortunately, that didn't save it. When it first came out, on a $4 million budget, it it made just under $6 million. Oof. So, yeah, it bombed horribly. But, I mean, considering that Savini said, like, you know, most of the movie... Most of his vision isn't what came through, I still think he made a damn good movie regardless. Do we know what parts of it were, like, more his thoughts and what parts of it were the studio's meddling? Um, not a lot. In all my research, I couldn't find any specific quotes or depictions of, like, what was changed and what he had to fight for and stuff. I know one thing that was different was, like... There was supposed to be a moment sort of similar to the original film. In the original, when all the zombies come into the house at the end, Ben, uh, yeah, Ben, Johnny is one of those zombies, and, like, that's, Barbara freezes up, and that's when the zombies get her, because she's just in shock. There was originally going to be a similar moment at the end of this movie, where when she's escaping from the house at the end, like, this old woman zombie was going to approach her, and she was going to have this, like, hallucination that it was her mother having risen from the grave and shit. And then she would have had to, like, tearfully shoot her in the head, but then she realizes it wasn't her mother anyway. And that was just completely... It, she just runs into a, a zombie woman at one point and shoots her, and, but there's no, like, emotional beat or anything. That's a weird... I, I don't know. I don't know if I... I think I would make fun of that moment if that was actually a moment that they put in the movie. Yeah, I'm glad that scene isn't in there, because, yeah, it's a little much. Like, she's trying to escape... 
we the audience are like in that moment like get out get out get out like we don't need a whole scene where she like stops and imagines her mother trying to fucking eat her or something especially if that wasn't like a thing that was established before now like if her relationship with her mother wasn't a a continuing theme thread throughout the movie then i don't want to hear about it like after like in a random scene being like oh yeah and moms moms are a thing yeah and especially because we never see her mom's face she's in a grave at the start of the movie so it's not like we would know who that was (laughs) (laughs) well no she had a name tag (laughs) one thing that i thought would have been cool but they didn't allow savini to do was he originally wanted to have the film start in black and white and then slowly add color as it went through because of the uh, an homage to the remake you mean the original yeah an homage to the remake nature of the film yeah 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 which i thought that would have been pretty cool that would have been a nice little visual thing but you know other than that i couldn't find any more specific like i tried to get this or this was a deleted scene there's not a lot Maybe if I found, like, a Blu-ray or something and saw behind the scenes, but nothing on the internet told me what I was looking for. Well, that's because... I mean, you wouldn't be able to find anything really like that because who the hell does Blu-rays and any sort of, like, physical media at this point? Uh, they still make them, Kev. They're still a thing. Mm, Yeah, that's because old people exist, and you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Listen, the other day... One of my streaming services wasn't working. It just fucking wouldn't load anything. So I popped in the DVD and I watched the movie I was trying to watch anyway. Why did you have a DVD version of a movie you were trying to watch? Because it was a movie I had already owned on DVD before the streaming service even existed. So that, Kev, is why I still get physical media. Because we live in the United States of America where the internet is a sham. (laughs) I feel like it's also pretty bad other places, but (laughs) alright. Yeah, but they pretend it's good here. They do. Well, they pretend a lot of things are good here that aren't. Um, there was a couple of cool cameos in the film. There is a TV reporter at one point talking about, like, you know, scientists have said that you can only just stop these people by destroying the brain, blah, blah, blah. And it's the same dude who played a TV reporter in the original film in the 60s. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's an old TV reporter. <laughs> the other two fun cameos are George Romero himself is a vo- is the voice on the radio at the end that Ben is listening to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the dude who played Johnny in the original film appears here at the end as a sheriff that's being interviewed by the news and being just like, you know, oh, yeah, these fucking zombies everywhere, but they're easy to kill. Like, you just see him quickly in the background as the camera's panning. That's nice. Yeah. So, lots of love for the original film in this remake. Well, that makes sense considering who the director is, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, I think that's all I have to say about that, Kev. I don't, I'm kind of, I don't know where I'm going to lean on this one. Would you watch this movie? I think my problem is, is that when, when I'm watching a movie that's supposed to be like a realistic movie, like we're not talking about like fantasy or anything like that, when it really takes it out of me, like I get pulled out of the experience when the special effects are bad. And I've heard some troubling things about this movie that I feel like I wouldn't really be able to really fully immerse myself in, you know? Yeah, I get that. Uh, what 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 was immersion breaking in this one, Kev? Uh, there was like a thing in the beginning, I think. There was a tombstone scene and it just seemed really cheesy. Wow. Really? Yeah. Really? You're gonna yeah, waste our, you're gonna waste this whole segment on that joke, huh? <laughs> I see how it is. 
I would waste this whole episode on that joke, Pete. I've written down 15 more versions of that joke than I'm going to tell in the next, like, 10 minutes of this podcast. Doesn't matter how good the zombies looked. Doesn't matter how good the injuries looked. You're just going to harp on the one bad thing in the movie. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bad zombies! That's not a joke. That's the dumbest. Damn. Let's try that again. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bad gravestone death! Bad, bad gravestone death who? I didn't get I didn't get that far. Yeah, I thought so. So I might watch this movie. Mostly because I want to see how badass Barbara is. I mean it's pretty cool seeing a badass Barbara. And I think I mean like is there a lot of terror in this? Like it doesn't sound like the, there's a lot of just I think I would more be annoyed than scared in this movie. <laughs> well I know uh I definitely think you'd be able to handle the gore because it's kept to a minimum. A lo- like most of this movie is Zombie approaches character. Character points gun at zombie and shoots. You hear a thud off screen and you don't actually see the zombie's head get blown away by a gun. And you're not seeing people get ripped apart because zombies don't kill anybody in this movie. Uh, no. Actually, very different from the original film where you do see, like, the zombies, like, uh, like they find a corpse and start tearing it apart and eating it. And it's pretty graphic for a 60s film. In this one, the only time you really get that is... After the truck blows up, you, they you see the zombies pulling Tom's charred corpse away from it, and they they start bending over to eat, but it cuts away pretty quick. I mean that's great. I mean that's that's already freshly prepared and you know nicely baked. Yeah, it answers the question of will zombies eat cooked meat, and the answer is yes. <laughs> I was really worried, so I mean that's good. It's a debate. A uh, hot debate uh, held by many circles in the horror community. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> so, who do you think should see this movie, Pete? For horror fans, I would highly recommend it. This is one of the few times where I'm like, go see a remake, because it's just as good as the original. <laughs> I think I'm this gonna, is like the I'm only gonna, time I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to tweak it. Uh, I'm going to add a throw a little, uh, wrench in, in this questioning. If somebody were like, I'm going to watch this or the original, Ooh. what would you say to them? Be like, well, first watch both, you idiot. You have a long time. I was going to say, I mean, why not just watch both? I mean, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a classic film, watch the original. If you're looking for a film that has slightly more modern sensibilities in filmmaking and character portrayals, go for the remake. Because otherwise, you get to watch an hour and a half of a woman being too weak to fucking speak in the face of terror. <laughs> so it sounds like to to you that these are very similar in quality. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, gra- yeah. Granted, the original is a classic, but I think the remake holds up pretty well. Like it did a good job in keeping that. Yeah, it has a lot of the same feel. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, it's the 90s. We're going to go bigger and better. It's like, no, they're the same type of zombies. They're the same numbers of zombies that you see in the original. The only person who was thinking that was Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> remake, I got to do more. <laughs> you know, Ripley is a character who exists now. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it keeps it on the same level, which I think helps make it more believable and um it it helps it go down easier it's not like oh my god this is such a modern remake you know it's like oh no this feels like the original all right yeah i think it's good i think it's uh worthy of the respect it has built up over time now kevin 
if you say one fucking thing about the tombstone zombie, I'm going to kill you. But the question becomes, what niche group or special demographic will benefit from this movie? I don't have much to say because uh, the next 15 minutes of, of my notes is just all tombstone jokes. Really? I just... Why did the chicken cross the road to get away from the bad tombstone scene? Uh-huh. Uh... Oh, please. I'm right. If you got more, Kev, just get it out of your system now. Uh, three tombstones walk into a bar. The bartender says we don't serve fake IDs. Oh. It's obviously a fake. Uh, you got any uh there once was a man from nantucket jokes you can tie into this one i got some i got some racy stuff too i gotta be like um you got got an aristocrats joke on this one (laughs) i got some racy stuff i got some stuff like hey you know why why did uh savini why did savini never have kids because he always remembered the rubber Uh. Um, that was you know that one's there too uh so yeah, uh, uh, people who like those those jokes of mine should watch this movie. Okay, well that's all right. I'm done. I'm declaring this episode officially over. You had your chance. You could have been clever. You could have been witty. You could have come up with something new, but you had to just go back to the well. I have so many more jokes, Pete. Well, too bad, Kev. Nobody just... gets to hear them. I just wanted to I just wanted to get all this out of my system. It's very important. If this <laughs> carries over into the next episode, I swear I will lose my mind. <laughs> Be done with it. Say goodnight to the folks, Kev. I was thinking um next episode as a quick aside. You you branch into next episode. So before we finish, I was thinking we could do a a more of an action movie. I was thinking there's a 93 action movie with Val Kilmer that oh, I think's really good. Don't you dare. Yeah, it's got Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott. It's a Bill Paxton. I mean, this is a really star-studded cast that I think would be worth it, you know? If you say that word, you say the title of that movie, Kev, I will come to your home and I will destroy you. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the Expendables. Have a good night, everybody, and don't get too scared. Tombstone. Nah!